the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. What you know about rolling down in the Yo, 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 what is up? What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 62. This is your Elimination Chamber review show. Now, before I get into anything, (laughs) all the wrestling fans out there who have been watching this for a long time, I'd say after the ruthless aggression era going into this PG era that we've been in forever. <laughs> it feels like this PG era PG era is never going to end. Um, is it just me or like when they pick these songs to go with their pay-per-views or, or special events or anything like that? Is it me or is it just like they pick the most burnt to death song from the year prior <laughs> <laughs> and I and I I wasn't gonna use it, but I said, you know what? Screw it. I mean, it is the the theme song for the Elimination Chamber special event that just aired on the dub on Peacock. <laughs> I still almost said WWE Network. The WWE Network on Peacock um, this past Friday, so only two days ago. Um, and it's like <laughs> that song was like used to death last year and it's like oh come on man like you know they they just announced that undertaker is going to be inducted into the wwe hall of fame tremendous it's long overdue and it's it's going to be interesting because they never really used taker in any of these hall of fames just to keep kayfabe alive even though kayfabe has technically been dead for eons (laughs) <laughs> the Undertaker is the most kayfabed character probably in wrestling history. He didn't induct Paul Bearer. He didn't induct Kane. You know, and you would think he'd be the prime guy to introduce introduct uh both of them. But now Taker is finally gonna be on the stage of the Hall of Fame. Mark Calloway is gonna speak on the dais of the Hall of Fame this year in Dallas, Texas. Tremendous. I agree. Uh, You know, for me, Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably the biggest superstar this business has ever seen. Um, You know, it's arguable, I guess, for some people. Some people might say The Rock, Hogan, Flair, you know, Cena, blah, blah, blah. For me, it's the man who pretty much helped save WWE in the Attitude Era from going out of business against WCW. And yes, there was a a bunch of players there with Steve Austin. However, Steve Austin is the one that put it over the top for me. So for me, Steve Austin is probably the best superstar of all time. However, I feel The Undertaker is WWE's greatest character of all time. The longevity, the fact that, you know, it's been around since 1990. It's 2022 and we're still talking about the undertaker. Um, so, uh, the guy deserve, he deserves it all. He deserves it all. Now they announce it and they used a 
song from Metallica called Sad But True, which The Undertaker, as the American badass, used the Kid Rock version of that song. But they used the real one for his induction, for his uh, announcement that he's going into the Hall of Fame. Badass song. Badass song. No disrespect to this uh, artist that did this song. Decent track. I ain't even gonna lie. I, you can get. I could dig. I could dig that. But damn it, man, that that song has been burnt to a crisp all last year, and it's almost like the meetings. You could. T- <laughs> What's a popular song now? Oh, have you heard this? Yeah, thou reel them in. Let's use it. <laughs> uh, that's my Vince McMahon impersonation. Um, but whatever. That's my, <laughs> that was my little thought or rant on the music that WWE always uses. When we used to get some good, like hard rock, you know, fight music. You know what I mean? Now it's just poppy dance music. Like all these guys are going to be dancing with each other instead of fighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it is what it is. Like I said in the beginning, this is your Elimination Chamber review. I will be going over the pay-per-view. Um, I will not technically be going over any other wrestling on this episode. I will save that for the next episode, which is coming to you next week, which will be episode 63. Um, that's when I'll get into all the up-to-date WWE, AEW. I'll, I'll get into Impact as they had no surrender pay-per-view last night. Um... And yeah, I'll get into uh, anything else that comes into my brain. Um, my next episode of my horror show, Nightmares on J Street, which is myself and my dad who we co- who co-host that show. Um, we will be doing a show next Saturday, talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, there was a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out this past weekend on Netflix, and um, I gave my pops my Netflix login, so he's gonna check that out, and we'll talk about. Um, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe harp on the 2003 remake for a little bit, and then we'll talk about the new movie. So that's what's coming up on that end. Um, so yeah, so let's get into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Um, it had, let's see how many matches this thing had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight matches, supposed to be eight matches. Technically, we had seven <laughs> because of what happened with the Usos and the Viking Raiders due to due to time constraints. That match did not happen. Um, the Viking Raiders did make their entrance, and they got jumped immediately by the Usos, and the Usos put a hurting on them and just walked to the back. <laughs> so we'll probably have this match like either on a SmackDown coming up because I don't think there's any other... Unless they do like a roadblock or some other, you know, B-level show before WrestleMania. I don't see that match happening at WrestleMania because WrestleMania is still a long way away. WrestleMania is about a month and change, probably a month and a week away. So I don't see that match happening at Mania. That's not a huge marquee match for for a WrestleMania show. Um, So to start off with the pre-show, we had Rey Mysterio with Dominic defeating The Miz. Now, this is going to lead into something that's happening tomorrow night on Raw. So the deal was Rey Mysterio defeated The Miz um, with some help from Dominic. Uh, Maurice wasn't there. She was home with the baby. Babies. I think they had two kids now. Um, so 
The Miz loses to Ray, 619. And uh, then they start beating up on The Miz. <laughs> I, get, I think The Miz had jumped Ray, and then Dominic came back in. Then he got jumped by both Mysterios, and The Miz later on had an interview and said he was outnumbered in this match against Ray Mysterio. So he's going to even the odds, and he's going to make a phone call to a global superstar who has good looks like The Miz. Now, when I first saw it, myself and I'm sure everyone else who did see it probably thought this is how they bring in Cody Rhodes. (sighs) News comes out (laughs) that it may not be Cody Rhodes and it would be probably Logan Paul. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. And this will lead into probably a WrestleMania tag match between the Mysterios, the Miz and Logan Paul. Now, for those of you who don't know who the Paul brothers are, YouTubers, boxers, if you if, if you want to call them that, I would put Jake Paul more in that category than Logan. Uh, Logan Paul did have a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, which was a glorified just sparring session. You know, all their fights are pretty much paid off for the most part from what I hear. I mean, I don't have nobody in the industry to tell me this, but... <sighs> Come on, man. Logan Paul. <laughs> I know they brought him in a couple of times with with, with Miz and Morrison. And, and, you know, I mean, I figured this would be a good way to bring Cody in just to ease him in until, you know, they can maybe do a match at Mania. Like if Cody helps Miz defeat the Mysterios, but then Cody turns on the Miz and then you could have the Miz and Maurice do their, you know, their mixed tag that they always do with every other married couple in wrestling against Cody and Brandy, but I guess that's probably not going to happen now with the Logan Paul news. But who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, they're swerving us on both ends. Maybe it, it probably won't be Logan Paul. Maybe it will be Cody. But the question is, how do you bring in Cody? <laughs> so the reason that I'm talking about Cody Rhodes, if, if a lot of you don't, don't know, Cody and Brandy quit AEW. Well, at least that's what the news is. They quit AEW, and apparently WWE threw ducats of money at Cody Rhodes to come back to WWE, and apparently he's taking it. And and rumor was that he was in Saudi Arabia last night. I don't know. This is what I hear. Um, How do you bring in Cody Rhodes? I'm not 100% sure how you just bring him in. Um, This would have been a good way, Um, but who knows? Um, And the thing is, I was listening to Jim Cornette earlier. And he brought up a thing that I was I didn't even think about when it comes to WWE bringing Cody bringing in Cody. They didn't bring him in just for his wrestling ability. This dude was a like an executive vice president of AEW. He knows everything about AEW, and he could let loose all their secrets onto to the WWE. If Tony Khan really pissed that guy off like that, because I heard him and and Cody and Tony Khan got into like a, you know, they had a falling out. And if Cody really wanted to be petty, he could let WWE know. And this is coming from 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 uh, from Cornette, which is brilliant. He could tell Vince McMahon when everybody's contract is expiring. He could tell them all the do's and don'ts that they do, all the little things that they do that 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 pisses wrestlers off. And he could just bring guys in. This is probably the biggest mistake, one of the bigger mistakes that AEW would have made by letting Cody go. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable it's unbelievable it, it, if and it it could be a big old swerve 
and Cody could just still be in AEW. Who knows? Who knows? I'm on the fence in terms of I'm at the point where I will believe it when I see it. When I see Cody on WWE TV, then I'll be like, cool. All right. This is hap- this happened. It's happening. You know what I mean? Supposedly Vince is going to push Cody big time and Cody will have a marquee match at WrestleMania. That would be all great. All cool. You know, because when Cody got let go, I think six years ago, I want to say six years ago, Cody wanted to prove that he can make himself into a star outside of WWE. And for the most part, he did it. He worked everywhere. Ring of Honor. Impact. uh, PWG. um, New Japan. AEW. Helped start up AEW. And the dude has become a, a reality TV star. A host of a freaking game show on TNT. The dude has made himself a star outside of WWE. And now he comes back to the fold a bigger name, a bigger star with some drawing, with maybe some drawing power. Who knows? And he'll probably bring a lot of those fans who are all AEW marks and we hate WWE and he'll probably sway them over to just be a real wrestling fan and enjoy everything. But who knows? Or it could just be a big old swerve and he'll st- just still be in AEW, which is fine too. I don't need Cody Rhodes in WWE. It'll be nice, but... It's not like I'm going to roll over and die if Cody Rhodes doesn't show up. But I definitely would rather him over freaking Logan Paul for a match at WrestleMania. Please. I mean, I know WWE has their thing with celebrities. So now that Sami Zayn is the new Intercontinental Champion, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown that was taped. So I knew Sami was the champion like a week ago. Supposedly, it's going to be Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville for the Intercontinental title. Apparently, it wasn't just a one-off. It should have been, but (laughs) I mean, with WrestleMania coming, you have to have celebrities, you know, that's what it's always been. That's what Vince's dream was. And that's what it's always been. Uh, Sports entertainment. That's the key word is sports entertainment, you know, pro wrestling and celebrities. That's what WrestleMania is. So we'll see a hundred thousand people probably in Dallas, Texas at AT AT&T stadium to see Logan Paul. Like, we need to hear that guy continue boasting about how not only how much money he makes, but he's going to be like, I was the reason 100,000 people were at WrestleMania, please. I really hope it's not him, but it probably will be. <laughs> so, second match, which is the beginning because Mysterio and Miz was the pre-show. Universal Championship, Roman Reigns and Goldberg. They win about six minutes, which is... Good enough for a Goldberg match. Um, It was what it was. (laughs) You know, Roman said he's going to Goldberg, Goldberg. That technically didn't happen because that means he would have had defeated Goldberg in the first 45 seconds. But, you know, Goldberg hit a couple of spears, went for the jackhammer, never really got it. Roman hit his own. Roman hit a Superman punch, guillotine, put Goldberg to sleep. There you go. Now, rumors going around that this could be Goldberg's last match in WWE. Uh, he could either sign, WWE could either sign him to another Legends deal or they could just let him walk. He, he, whatever, either, either one. I don't know if Goldberg is that big on the totem pole in WWE in terms of merch sales. Um, you know, they used him. I feel they used him the wrong way. 
Um, Goldberg is an attraction. He's a legend. He should be going against mid Carters. He should be going against under, you know, uh, you know, curtain jerkers. He's supposed to be around, you know, going against guys that people really don't like. Like when they put Goldberg against Dolph Ziggler three years ago at SummerSlam, I thought that was perfect. Perfect use of Bill Goldberg, you know, like, you know, use him against, you know, like, like, like if Mason T-Bar was still a thing and they would jump like some mid-card baby face, have Goldberg come out and spear them and jackhammer good, you know, get the save on some guys, you know, that's the way you treat, you know, a, a guy like that, you know, Goldberg, the last few matches, he's, he's taken the L. You know, you don't want people to remember Goldberg as an old washed up bum that, that loses. You know, he's the type of guy that when we grew up, he was unstoppable. He was undefeated. You know, uh, on the other hand, Brock Lesnar is freaking untouchable. <laughs> and listen, Lesnar is, 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 is younger, is much younger than Goldberg. Um, Goldberg is in his probably mid fifties. Lesnar is in his mid forties. So yeah, Goldberg has a good decade probably on Brock Lesnar, but, <clears throat> but that dude shouldn't be used in that way um but whatever you know they figured they put that man in big marquee matches and and you know it'll probably make money or whatever but what happened what was what was supposed to happen happened you know there was no way he was going to be roman reigns no way possible that that was going to happen i'm still surprised they had him beat the fiend uh, two years back for the universal championship that was unbelievable ridiculous probably the dumbest thing ever but that's the way they decided to use Goldberg always in main events, always in title matches, always in marquee situations. Like I said, a guy like that is better off using him um, against mid Carters. That would probably be the best way to use a guy like Goldberg, but you know, let's see if they resign him. Hopefully they use him right. Um, and if they don't, I think that should be it. I, I don't want to see Goldberg in AEW. I don't want to see Goldberg go anywhere else. He needs to retire. <laughs> you've done enough, bro. Like, just, you know, you've done enough. You got to wrestle in front of your son. You got victories over Kevin Owens, over Dolph Ziggler, over Brock Lesnar. You know, come on, guy. You know, that's it. <laughs> but if they do bring you back, if they do bring him back, use him correctly. He's an attraction. He should not be in the main event. I would say the same thing for Brock, and I've said it for years, but it's WrestleMania time, and and they have to have a title on that, man. (laughs) I would say, especially since, unfortunately, you know, I'll talk about Bobby Lashley later, but uh, with Lashley being out and possibly missing WrestleMania, I mean, at this point, you have no choice. You know, who would you have put the belt on? You know, I mean, and granted, I love AJ Styles. I wish he would have won the Royal Rumble. Um you know, I like Riddle, and supposedly he was supposed to win the Royal Rumble <laughs> until they changed their mind. Um, you know, Austin Theory's the future. I am not worried about that kid whatsoever. He's going to be great. Um, and then, you know, Lashley's gone. Yeah, you had to. You had to put the belt on Lesnar. Um, now him and Roman are possibly title for title, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, up next was the women's elimination chamber match which lasted 15 and a half minutes. Um, Bianca Belair is the winner. She defeated Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley, and the returning Alexa Bliss, who had a pretty good performance in this match. Um, 
it was a quick match, you know, 15 minutes. If you count entrances, that's not that long. Um, <laughs> um, I think Dewdrop had a good performance. Alexa Bliss had a good performance. Obviously, you know, I feel all the women did great. I mean, Nikki didn't do much, but, you know, whatever. I, I, I've hated that girl's character ever since she turned into that fake superhero. Um, she reminded me of uh, uh, just a little demented version of, of Mighty Molly, but I... That almost a superhero crap is just, I've hated it. And now that she's a heel, it's even worse. Just turn her back into the twisted twisted sister and, and, and put her back to where she used to be. Because that character is going nowhere in a hurry. And I really hope she doesn't have a one-on-one match with Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Was, put her in the freaking Battle Royal on the pre-show or something. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Bianca Belair uh, is going to go back for the championship at, at WrestleMania. And I feel like they owed that to her ever since Becky Lynch came back at SummerSlam and won the belt in two seconds. So I think this will be the redemption story for Bianca Belair, um, which is cool, which is cool. I, I, I enjoy Bianca Belair. I was at WrestleMania last year in Tampa when she defeated Sasha Banks in the main event. Great match. She won the belt. And I think it'll be similar this year. I think she'll either similar or she'll probably beat Becky just as fast as Becky beat her. <laughs> I can see that happening too. Maybe just a reverse of, whoa, like, you know what I mean? Um, but that elimination chamber was okay. I feel like these elimination chamber matches um, and hell in the cells and, and all those TLCs and all that stuff that are, that they're doing now that we used, that we first saw 15, 20 years ago. It's so watered down now. It's so much less violent than what it used to be. And I'm not advocating for blood and, and guts and violence and stuff. But if you're going to do something with a brutal stipulation or if you're going to do something with a brutal, you know, uh, 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 surrounding or anything like that, it, it needs to have a little bit more violence. I'm sorry. It just has to. Because b- before people will get thrown through the pods or 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 thrown on the steel on the outside and jump off the top of the pods or, or and and some people legitimately did get hurt which sucks. It does. It sucks. However, it's so much more realistic (laughs) than what we get now. It's just literally a match in the structure. It's like, we need to use the structures a lot more. When was the last time anybody went on top of hell in the cell? I mean, I don't even remember anymore. You know, when before it was, it was commonplace to escape the cage, even in the video games, you was the first thing we do. We'll throw the dude through the cage door and then we jump up and climb up and have the match on top of the cell. It's it, we don't see that anymore. And and it kind of it waters down these 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 stipulations. And when they introduce it, it's going to be in hell in a cell. It's like, ugh, OK. Oh, you know what? I do remember this. Shane McMahon, who's not in the company. <laughs> Shane McMahon. That's about it. And even he, when he landed through the table, they they cushion it so much that he bounces right off of it. And it's like, all right. Even that is a little bit watered down, even though it's still a crazy freaking stunt. But then again, that's Shane McMahon. That's that's what he's known for. You know what I mean? Um, I guess I, I look at that, I answered my own damn question. <laughs> but OK, so Bianca Belair will be challenging Becky Lynch. I just gave away that answer, but whatever. Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship, which should be a good match. Then the next match, tag team match, Naomi and Ronda Rousey defeated Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. (sighs) 
Ronda Rousey had one arm tied to her side. Um, and she defeated Sonya Deville with a one-armed arm bar. This match was whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's all it was. We're going to have Ronda Rousey against Charlotte Flair one-on-one for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Should be a decent match. The last time those two went at it at a Survivor Series, it was really good. And Charlotte Flair put the beat the dog shit out of Ronda Rousey after the match. <laughs> the match should be good. I'm not going to, you know, have too many, you know, probably complaints about it. But this tag match, you know, it could probably have not happened and it would have not hurt the show at all. I would have had, I would have rather probably seen the Usos and the Viking Raiders have an actual tag match than see this match. Um, Drew McIntyre defeated Mad Cat Moss in a false count anywhere match. This stipulation made no damn sense because they didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> the furthest they went was uh, the entryway of the the stage and right back into the ring. The most dangerous part of this match, I tell you, huh, Mad Cat Moss took a dangerous freaking bump. Um, Drew McIntyre went for an Alabama slam threw him down and he landed straight on his neck boom and it looked like he broke his freaking neck i swear i thought he was done but the toughness of mad cat moss he he finished the match and um read online that uh he got checked out and he seems to be okay so they said a miraculous turn of events that that guy wasn't hurt let alone paralyzed let alone hurt you know what i mean so you know, big ups to Mad Cat Moss. It, it was a decent match. They gave them a long time, man. They gave those guys, well, not it says 10 minutes, but, I mean, it felt like they gave them a long time. You know, Mad Cat Moss, I think, is someone that, and I was talking to it, my boy Izzy about it, and if uh, he mentioned if Mad Cat Moss just got a uh, a character change and a name change, that, that guy could be a player. He's a big, young, ripped you know, former football player, and he, he, you know, he can go. So I think he, he has a good future in the WWE. Just got to get away from Baron Corbin. Ugh. But um, <laughs> the next match, we have Becky Lynch defeating Lita in 12 and a half minutes. And I'll tell you this, man, Hall of Famer. I've always liked Lita. Lita did a great job. I feel she had a good match. Um, n- Nothing to be ashamed of on her part. I think she, you know, she could still go. And it makes you think, why, why hasn't she been able to have one-off matches here and there? Who knows? But the girl can go still. Um, whether this is her last match or not, I'm not sure. Um, she, you know, she hit a twist of fate. She hit a moonsault. She hit, you know, they had some good moves. Um, Becky Lynch hit her manhandle slam after getting moonsaulted. Lita hit the moonsault. I actually thought for a split second that they might give her this belt, but... Uh, Becky kicked out and then Lita like hesitated for a second and Becky just grabbed her and gave her the manhandle slam and it was a wrap. So that's uh, that solidified that it'll be Becky versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Who knows if Lita will have a match at WrestleMania. Maybe uh, maybe she'll be in the battle royal or, or whatever they decide to do. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the Uso match and the Viking Raiders couldn't happen because of time constraints which is, you know, they added time to introduce uh, The Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame. Um, Then the main event, the men's Elimination Chamber match, Brock Lesnar is your new WWE champion, defeating Lashley, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Riddle, and Seth freaking Rollins. 
15 minutes <clears throat> going into Bobby Lashley. Apparently, Bobby Lashley has been uh, suffering from an, a shoulder injury. Um, probably since the Royal Rumble, they said, since his match with Lesnar. And, uh, you know, they 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 made this thing where uh, I want to say Austin Theory and, and, and Rollins, one of them got thrown into Bobby's pod and, and Bobby fell and they said he was in concussion protocol. He's not coming back to the match. So, therefore, there will, will be a new WWE champion crowned in this match. Apparently, the real story is Bobby Lashley needs shoulder surgery. And um, he'll be out for about four months. So he will miss WrestleMania. I mean, damn. I mean, I know these guys are like superhuman and they will he- and they heal ridiculously fast. But I don't know if enough therapy, if Lashley could be back in time for WrestleMania. Because my thought process was with Lesnar winning this match, and Roman winning his match, that maybe it'll be a triple threat between Roman, Lesnar, and and Lashley. But apparently not. Apparently Lashley's going to be gone for the foreseeable future. Um, they said four months. Who, who knows? It could be more. It could be less. But that's what the report is. That's what the initial report is right now. Um, so, yeah. I mean, once Lesnar came in, he came in very dramatic. He kicked his pod down. He punched it open, a la Bill Goldberg from 2003, when Goldberg punched and kicked through the plexiglass and cut himself doing it. <laughs> but uh, Lesnar did not cut himself doing it this time, and he got in, eliminated Riddle, eliminated Rollins, eliminated Styles, and then it was Lesnar and Austin Theory. Now, it, how crazy would it have been? If Mr. McMahon came out and and distracted Bobby uh, Lesnar and Austin Theory would have got a pin and became WWE champion, that was not going to happen, though. <laughs> um, Lesnar is about to beat down Austin Theory, and Theory hits him with a low blow and gets Lesnar down. He threw a drop kick, and then when Lesnar hit him with a DDT and he went to pin Lesnar, Lesnar kicked out. Then Lesnar recovered and looked at Theory like just a piece of freaking lunch, man, like a piece of meat. <laughs> Theory went running, went to climb the, the the chamber. At this point, I'm like, yes, this is something, like I mentioned before, that we don't really get anymore. When was the last time someone climbed the elimination chamber that high? Um, and then Lesnar, just like a freaking gorilla, man, just jumped up the cell, grabbed him, beat him down, threw his head up against the, the, the pexiglass, and then went for an F5 from the top of the pod. And when I first saw him pick him up, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> Austin Theory is about to die. <laughs> so he grabs him. I thought he was going to F5 him into the ring. He threw him to the to the steel ground, to the floor. And uh, Theory, you know, took the bump. He protected himself by putting his hand on the cell seeing where he was at landed pretty good so he took the bump nicely um good showing by austin theory man austin theory bumped his ass off for lesnar got beat down lesnar just dragged him into the ring pinned him and got the championship new wwe champion brock lesnar so now it's looking like it's going to be title for title lesnar and roman at wrestlemania Again, this is going to be the third time these guys wrestle at WrestleMania. The first time, obviously, Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank. The second time, Brock beat 
Roman clean. And uh, that was, I believe, at WrestleMania 35, 36, I forget, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, But, yeah, that's what the main event is looking like for WrestleMania. Um, You know, we had Hogan and Warrior, title for title. Um, I want to say... I want to say for the heavyweight title, this might be the second, or it could be the third. I'm, 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 I'm blanking if it was if there was a second one, but it'll be title for title. Maybe they unify the belts, and if they do, they could go back to the way it was back in 2002 when they had the uh, undisputed championship, and they'll have one guy defend the belt on Raw and SmackDown. You know, let let let's see who the real badass is when you got. One pay-per-view, you're defending against a Raw guy. And another pay-per-view, you're defending against a SmackDown guy. You know what I mean? And But to do that, to have a real brand split like they have, you will have to just have uh, solo Raw shows and solo SmackDown shows in terms of pay-per-views. Or or, or, or uh, what, do you, what do they call them now? Special events or whatever the case. You know, which isn't a bad thing. Let, let's see what we got. Then that's how you showcase a lot of your younger guys, you know, and it's on Peacock. It's not like you're going to lose money on, on pay-per-view revenue. You know what I mean? Like it's on a subscription service that everyone has already. You're already going to get paid. This is how you showcase guys. And then when like Survivor Series comes around, you can have Raw versus SmackDown again the way they do. But you'll have some built up some younger talent. You've had some built up. You know, you've had over a year to build some people up. You know, that's how you make stars. You know what I mean? So have only Raw pay-per-views and SmackDown pay-per-views like they used to do. Now every pay-per-view, everybody's there. It's not special. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that was Elimination Chamber. Um, Like I said, this was going to be a shorter episode because I'm literally only talking about the Chamber. Um, Next week's show episode 63 we'll get into all the updated stuff from raw smackdown aew impact i'll talk about their their pay-per-view and all the you know everything up to wrestlemania it's wrestlemania season now the door is open wrestlemania is on the way and it's rapidly approaching so it's going to be a good time like i said wrestlemania season i've said it for years is like what brings all the wrestling world together all the fans all the companies start putting out their best shit. You know what I mean? So hopefully we'll have a great, you know, two or three months of wrestling. And then all of a sudden we just start right back over again from square one and see what we got. You know what I mean? So who knows? By Monday, we'll probably be hearing a certain music. Maybe, maybe not. But like I said, this was the Elimination Chamber. This was episode 62 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. Um, you can hear it on the S and D podcast channel, which is on any podcast outlet imaginable. So no excuses, man. Come find me. <laughs> and you can hear all the other great shows that the S and D podcast channel provides S and D blog.com where you can find it. Jo- uh, Johnny podcaster.com. You can find all my shows that I've ever done, you know, Spotify everywhere you can think of, you can listen to it. So once again, Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll catch you next week, and who knows? Maybe we'll hear this song on Monday night. Later. <laughs>